So we're in a series called Faith. If you need sermon notes, wave. The ushers want to pass some out. I hope you got them when you came in. Last Sunday, we talked about faith. We started off in just a little bit of different start off. Today, we're still laying a foundation, but we talked about our thinking, to have the mind of Christ, our seeing with the eyes of Jesus, our hearing with the ears of Jesus. You know, they, they, it became such a cliche that they wore it out and everybody had the what would Jesus do? But it's still true. What would Jesus do? We ought to have the mindset. Okay, what would Jesus do? How does Jesus see? What would Jesus hear? Jesus doesn't hear the horrible and the bad. He hears the Father and speaks of the horrible and the bad and brings deliverance. That's what you should do. As he is, so are we in this world. We should be like Christ. Amen? So so y'all ready? We're going to talk about why faith. Lay a foundation and then we'll start breaking some things down the next couple of Sundays. But, but we need faith. Guess what? We have faith. And we need to grow our faith. The Bible talks about strong faith, weak faith, shipwreck faith, fake faith. You know, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of these things. So let's just look at the scriptures. I've got four scriptures that we're going to read right quick. In Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Your faith is a gift of God and the, uh, the Jesus on the cross, the grace of God that was presented at Calvary, the grace of God that's presented in the good news, it's given free, but you have to receive it. Faith, has to, faith is the action part. Faith receives. Well, Jesus, that's good. Jesus did that. But you have got to get it in your heart, out of your head. Not in your heart. Not in, it's not in your head. The head stuff don't work. I believe in education. You need an education. You need to know how to read. You need to know how to write. You need all the education you can get, but education doesn't save you. Memorizing scriptures up here doesn't save you. It's putting them in here where you have a life-changing experience, where your go-to is God, where your go-to is Jesus. Not when when you're pressed and squeezed, you don't blankety-blank, blank, blank, I tell y'all what, blankety-blank, I'm going to kill somebody. That's not Jesus. That's not your go-to. Your go-to is Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. You want to see Jesus? Here he is. Here he is. And if you want to see Jesus, I ought to be able to look at you, Christian. Amen? Amen? So, so, so let's look at Hebrews eleven six. 6. We talked about it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. You already have faith, but what God's saying, bring your faith. Activate it. Do you? Do you believe? Do you believe? We'll we'll, we'll dig into that. Romans 1, 17, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith. Christians are supposed to live by faith. Do you know there's a scripture that says that you do something not in faith, it's sin? Did you know that faith works by love? Get your love out. Your faith and love work hand in hand. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We talked about that. So it's hearing and hearing and hearing. You know, I got a roast I pulled out of the freezer. Thawing out. Going to cook a roast. I had roast two weeks ago. I've had roast before. I eat roast a lot. If it's on the buffet, if it's somewhere, you, go, you know, you eat roast. You know what? You've got to be a partaker of the word of God. Every day. You don't, don't ever say, well, I've heard that. Come on. 
I've heard that, Pastor. This, I've heard all this stuff before. Well, I don't see it activated in your life. You're not going to the next level. Are you laying hands on the sick? Are you praying for people to get saved? Are you going after things that if you're all good, then you got to be sharing it. And if you're not all good, let's, the first place we use our faith is on us. That's why I said he is for me, 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 he is for me. So he wants me to be on a strong foundation of his word, full of the spirit of God, full of the life of God. And now I'm going, ooh, hey, 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 and Jesus, go, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. Who can I share Jesus' love with? But if you can't pay your bills and you don't have enough to eat, your focus is on the horrible stuff's going on in your life. But God wants you to have victory. He wants to pull you out of the muck and the mire and make you an overcomer where you can go and give the love of God. Well, when I get there, I'll start. No, you start sharing now. Any victory. Because here's what is. We look at ourselves. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm weak, Pastor. In James 5, 17, it says, Elijah was a man of weakness and passions like we have. He got mad, he got scared, he got tired, he got weary. But he prayed that it didn't rain, and it didn't rain for a span of three and a half years. And he's a man weak like you. But the Bible says those would have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. The smallest seed can speak to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Quit looking at your weakness and start looking at how strong the Word is, how strong God is. The God on the inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And Elijah got on and prayed and start, started seeking God. We need rain now, Lord. And he told his servant, go, 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 go. Everybody else has been depressed. Man, I messed up. I prayed that it wouldn't rain. It hadn't rained. Come on. God is the God of change. He doesn't change. We need to change. Amen? And guess what? This world needs to change. And we got to be the intercessors. We got to be the people who release our faith to see God change in governments around the world, in states, and, and, and in people. And uh, it starts with us, right? 2 Thessalonians 1 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. So I speak that your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith grows exceedingly as we hear the word today. Yes, last Sunday you heard the word and your faith growing exceedingly. How many got fired up last Sunday? I got fired up. I, I, told, I almost said, y'all, I'm going to preach myself happy. And I did. And said that the love of everyone, the love of everyone of you all abounds towards each other. We need the love of God abounding towards each other. Romans 10, 17, we already said faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Let's go to number one. What is faith? This is a foundation that we've heard and we've heard. And I'm reading this out of the Amplified. I got to love the Amplified. And uh, it breaks it down a little bit. Hebrews 11.1 1 and Amplified says, Now faith is the assurance. Faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. Come on, there's some keys jumping out here. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. 
Not yet, but it's coming. You see, faith receives in here, not up here, because this is looking. Like some of y'all are mad at me. I can tell by just looking at you. You know? That's what your mind would say. But my spirit says, preach it anyway. But the thing about it is, we can't live here because this is where depression comes. Let me just go ahead and hit that. The Lord said there's two, three, four people dealing with depression. And, and when you get sick, you get depressed. Well, I, I broke my leg and I was on crutches for six months. Woo-wee, I know what depression is about. Because I don't like sitting still. You ask anybody that hangs out with me. And, and so I'm depressed. I can't get up. I can't move. And depression comes when you're injured, when you're sick, or things happen, or the, you get a bad report. Well, depression's not faith. Let me go ahead and say that right now. That's an enemy. We might get into this series. The enemy of faith is unforgiveness. The enemy of faith is the devil, but he doesn't show up with a pitchfork and horns, and we go, well, there's the devil. Don't listen to him. No, he may have blue eyes and blue jeans, and he comes in to depress you. Male or female, whatever. He comes to tell you things. You're not going to make it. We tried that. Oh, the word doesn't work that way. You know what? Um, uh, Aunt Susie prayed, and she died anyway. We don't live by experiences. We live by the word of God. We have to look at the word as the foundation. The word is the, is the marker because you know what? I love Aunt Susie, and she loved God, but I don't know when she released her faith or when she got depressed and quit. Because the Bible says, Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you don't get depressed. It says faint not. That's what that means, depressed. That means you quit. That means you gave up. I just... I, the older I get, I look forward to going to heaven. Amen. So it's easier for me to give up when something happens. You ever think about that? I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up. I've got a purpose here. And I'm, I'm supposed to live on this, on this planet as long as I can to affect not only my children, my grandchildren, but you and anybody else that I come in contact with. We have a purpose and you say, well, I hadn't found it. Well, you smile and live for Jesus. That's your purpose. Until you get a word, and God tells you go do something. God tells you go to Walmart. God tells you go to the gas station and wait till a red van shows up. That red van shows up, and lo and behold, they said, I've been looking for you. You all never heard any of those stories? That's the Lord living by faith. That's talking to going on a treasure hunt. God's going to send you out for somebody and go get somebody saved. Hey. That's what we do on Sunday nights. We learn to hear the voice of God, and we try to follow God. And God will send you out on a treasure hunt to find somebody that's hungry for him. Yes. Have you ever, well, you know, you can go knock on every door in the neighborhood and not get anybody to say they want to accept Jesus. I'm already saved. Slam the door on your face. But if you stand and just say, God, show me somebody that's hungry for you. Now we're getting effective. Let me hear your voice. Not to hear your voice to, to make more money, but let me hear your voice to get somebody into the kingdom of God. Let me hear your voice to be a blessing to somebody that's hungry. They need $100. Put your hand on your wallet now. I'm not after it. But you know what? If you've got an extra $100, God may send you because he repays. And he repays with interest. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. He's better than the stock market. Just saying. 
Where's your faith? Well, I give it all away. I don't, I don't have any. So, so let's, let's look at this right quick. Faith is not hope. Faith is not wishing. Faith is not feelings. Faith is not just because you want something. And faith is not bargaining. We're not gambling with God. Come on, Lord, I need some help. Oh, snake eyes, that's what I always get. Y'all laughing, gambling, I just know. I just play it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have faith. And faith is the key. Look, look, what, look what it says, I beseech you, brethren. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, the evidence, title deed. When you buy a house, they give you the deed. And you sit there, it's your house. They give you the key at closing. You haven't moved nothing in yet. It's yours. You've got to realize what God said in his word is yours, and you've got to go after it. You've got to receive it. Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, I'll take this. I'll take that. When he says have joy, when he said have peace, when he said be saved. So, God divinely guarantees his word. Anybody in agreement with that? All right. So go to number two. Do I have faith? We're rolling through these because I'm just laying some foundation. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Somebody said it like this. Your body is a slave. Your mind is a servant. Your spirit is king. Let your spirit man rule. So, so, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Two, be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We talked about it last Sunday. The renewing of your mind to start seeing. See, my eyes are tied to my mind. My hearing's tied to my mind. The smell's tied to my mind. But if we have the mind of Christ, we start seeing with the eyes of Jesus, hearing, and we, we can even taste, feel, and touch the things like Jesus would. What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? And so, uh, acceptable, we might prove what the acceptable, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Verse 3, and I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, try not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. That confident trust. Everybody has that confident trust. Everybody has that faith. Now, it can be overshadowed and over, overwhelmed. You can be overwhelmed by trouble. You don't have to raise your hand because everybody gets over, can, can have the ability to be overwhelmed by trouble too. But if we keep our eyes on the Word, keep our eyes on Jesus, knowing that the Father's for me, He is for me, He is for me, He is for me, I'm going to come through this. The Apostle Paul went through stuff because here's the first thing that happens. Why, why is this happening to me? What did I do for this to be happening to me? That's where we go, don't we? Did I do this to me? Did God, is God doing this to me? No, God's not doing that to you. And it doesn't matter if you did it. If you burn your hand on the stove, God still wants to heal you. If you had a cussing fit with your boss and got fired, God will ask you to forgive 
him, you, and then he'll help you get another job. He will. He's merciful. That's grace. But, it's, but he'll still say, you need to grow up. You need to grow up. You need to grow up and quit doing that. Grow up. See, this is where our faith is. That we're going to rely upon God that we're going to stand. And, and, and God will tell you when to leave. You don't leave because you're mad, you're ugly or tired or whatever. You don't leave. You go when God tells you to go. But God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Say, I have it. I have faith. Say, I have it. I have faith. Today I'm developing my faith. Say that with me. Today I'm developing my faith. I want to be able to speak to the mountain. Say it with me. And see it moved. In Jesus' name. Now, so stop and now. Let, let me talk a little bit. What could be a mountain? Not a literal mountain Jesus was talking. It was a metaphor. Cancer, sickness, a mean wife. No, I'm just kidding. A mean husband. No, a bad relationship. A bad relationship is a mountain. No job is a mountain. Can't find the right job. You know, whatever, God will have you start speaking. It's called speaking. Speaking. It's called praying. How about everything you say is a prayer? Oh, will I be damned? I know I cussed in church. I'm sorry. But damnation means totally, utterly destroyed. Do you really want that prayer to come to pass? No. Clean your mouth up. Get your mouth in line with the word. Then now we start walking in the blessing, and we're like, he is for me. He's going before me. I show up, and they got a table for me, and nobody, people are out here waiting. You walk in, they, hey, we got, nobody knows this, but if you ask for it, you can get 15% off. I'm asking. Why are you telling me that? It's favor. Favor. But if you don't look for it and you don't ask for it, you know what? You're not going to get it. That's called not receiving. We've got to learn to receive. Okay. So say, I have faith. Number three, we're getting to the good stuff here in just a minute. God is faithful. Come on, how many of you know God's faithful? Come on, say amen. amen. So, in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, and we'll read it in Amplified, God is faithful. He's reliable, trustworthy, ever true to his promise. He can be depended upon. And through him you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't that good? God is faithful. God's reliable. Even when I'm not. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. Even when I'm not. Do you know the Bible says that God's not a man where he can lie? There's no lie in God. Satan's the father of lies. Again in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God are yes in him, in him and amen. To the glory of God. Through us. Through us. The promise is going to come through us. Matter of fact, some of you in here have a promise you're supposed to give to somebody else in here. Yeah. 
because it's coming through you. Maybe it's your smile. Maybe it's your handshake as a greeter. Maybe you feel led, you know what? God wants me to give some money away. I don't know why I'm on that, because maybe God's dealing with somebody to give some money away. I don't want, you know, you, that's where the blessing is, to learn to be obedient to God. Because he's faithful. But his blessing, has anybody ever had a, a, a $1,000 drop out of heaven in their backyard, and you walk out there, well, this must be from God. No. Y'all got a tree growing any money? No. But you know what? You can have a tree that will grow something. You could sell it and get money, huh? Uh, I'm going to tell it anyway. There was a guy in Dallas. He's, uh, they came to him. You know, he's believing God, and, and he's going to Gateway Church, if you ever watch it. And they had a campaign, and the Lord spoke to him, won't you give $40,000? He's like, uh, $40,000? And so he went to his business and he said, well, I don't have to trade my trucks in. I can keep the trucks. And, and he said, I'm, I'm going to commit to a year. I'm going I'm to give this $40,000 in one year. You know, unless God tells you to give it tomorrow, you don't give it. You, you, you can do that. He's working out. I'm going to give this money. I feel led to give this money. And he thought, you know, will it drop out of the sky? No, you know, and that really went through his mind. And so he he. He rescheduled everything, and he, he got his business just t running tight, but he got extra jobs, extra jobs, extra jobs because he put his heart on the line to give $40,000, and he gave $40,000 like in six months or three months. God helped him fulfill that promise quickly. Well, you ain't never done that for me. You never put yourself out there. You've got to put yourself out there, and it's between you and God. Don't go tell them, I'm giving $40,000, I'm giving $40,000. Now you're bragging on you. Uh -uh, I want to brag on God. So after he gave the man, he's like, glory to God, God came through. Well, what he didn't realize is his, they put that new airport in, the DFW, and they're changing the flight pattern, and his was right in the flight pattern, and they gave him $40,000 because his house was in the flight pattern. God, not, not only was God supernaturally giving him the money, God supernaturally paid him back. And he remembered the conversation they had with God, would it fall out of the sky? And God said, I can make it fall out of the sky if you want me to. <laughs> Let me get back to the sermon. But real faith steps out. Real faith, but if you really believe God. See, everybody makes fun of Peter for sinking. But dude, Peter had faith to get out of that boat. And that's what somebody said, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. Come on, let's get out and do something. Let's use our faith for the kingdom of God. Let's step out. Uh, so God is faithful. And, and see, but the, here's the key. Here's the key. Well, why don't God, we have to mix our faith with God. He's given us faith to mix with his word. And we mix it all together. I mean, uh, a raw egg's pretty nasty, and flour by itself's pretty nasty. And oil, you ever took a sip of oil? Ah, but you mix the egg and the, and the flour, and you can make some pancakes, or you can make something real good. But you got to cook it. You got to cook the Word of God right in here. Cook it. What do you mean, Pastor Brett? Matthew 8, 17, Jesus bore my sickness and infirmities when I feel sick. Body, you got to line up. Peace, peace, my peace I leave with you. Peace that passes understanding. So I declare peace in my mind right now in the name of Jesus. Mind. Quit worrying. Peace. 
I received the peace of God. I'm mixing my faith with the peace of God. Joy. Uh, last Tuesday in prayer, we had a great time. And I said, we need some joy. And you know what? Paul said, leap for joy. I said, y'all think I'm crazy. We're going to leap for joy. Uh, we all gathered in a circle. I said, on the count of three, we're going to leap for joy. And everybody started smiling after we leaped. It's the way it works. Action. So, we mix our faith. Mix it. Number four, real faith has results. Come on. If you say you believe, we ought to have something. We ought to be able to see it. Come on, I've met some people, and man, man, they've stepped out. They're walking out. Uh, somebody said it's corresponding action. It's not just talk. You know, you can talk to talk, but do you walk to walk? I had a boy in my youth group. He was tall and skinny. He's probably about six, 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 seven. And he always bragged he could do 100 push-ups. Well, bless his heart, he couldn't do two. But he was trying to build some self-esteem, so he's lying about himself. And you ever met anybody like that? I, I, I worked with a guy who believed his own lies. He said he went to school with Farrah Fawcett. She probably never even been to Louisiana. And he'd get mad when you say, dude, she didn't go to that school. I know the school you went to. She didn't go to that school. And he'd get mad and want to fight. But he believed in his own lies, trying to build himself up. You don't believe, build yourself up with lies. You build yourself up with the Word of God. You say what God said about you. God's not a liar. And God said, I promise you that I'm for you. I promise you that you're my child. I promise you if you give your heart to me, I'll give my, I'll give my all to you. But we as believers have to mix faith with what we believe. Have you ever met a Christian get mad at a baby Christian because they got something that they've been believing for? Yep. Yeah. So, so what we got to do is evaluate ourselves and what are we believing? What are we standing for? And if I, if I called your name and said, what are you believing God for right now? Uh, you need to be always believing God for something. Always. And, and go out, go, prove God with your faith. Believe God for some pink socks. Then when somebody gives you the white ones, you go, no, I'm waiting on pink. There's people I believe specifically for houses, cars, children, declare that they will have a son. You can't do it after your wife's pregnant. It's already happened. Or a daughter, believe God. You can believe God. Ask God what you want. Look in his word. So real faith, in John 6, 8, they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Woo! You want to work the works of God? Well, that's for preachers. No, it ain't. It's for believers. Verse 29, this is the work of God that you believe. Adhere to, trust in, rely on, and have faith in the one whom he sent. You want to do the works of God. See, it's not just, I'm getting, I, I, I accepted Jesus when I was eight years old, and I'm going to heaven. It's not over. That's right. It's not over. We're supposed to live this life for him for all eternity, but starts right now. I want to do the works of God. Do you want to do the works of God? Ask yourself, do you want to do the works of God? And it's not emotion, and it's not made up something. People will just, you know, I, I heard a story. A woman walked into a bank, and the lady was sick, 
And she just started giving her a word right there in front of everybody in the bank. God said, I'm a show out. That's what she should have said. Because that ain't God embarrassing everybody that's a Christian in the bank and the woman she's talking to. That's not God. You go up and say, hey, take, when you're your break, I want to meet you outside. I want to pray with you. I want to talk to you. There's wisdom. And so, and so we got to believe. James 2, 14 through 18, but someone will say, you have faith. I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without corresponding action is dead. You say, I love God, I love God. Well, if you're still blowing up and, and that, then you're a baby Christian. It's time to grow up. We need to grow up spiritually. I don't care if you're 80 years old. You need to grow up spiritually. You need to maintain your spiritual walk. And I've seen people that were great in faith and, and soul winning, but weak in faith for praying for other things. I've seen people that are blessed financially. They believe God. They grab that word. They confess the word. And God had them open business after business after business. But they couldn't believe God to heal their sickness. So what do you do? What do you do to work out your, your, your biceps? Exercise. Then how do you exercise your faith to get it stronger in an area? You find those promises that are yes and amen. You find the promises of God. You exercise your faith in that area. Not up here, but in here. I believe that Jesus bore my sickness. I believe that God is for me. I believe if you're dealing with, with, with you know, I'm just not a good person. I'm just not very good. I don't feel very good. Come on, that's your identity. The devil's stolen your identity. Believers are weak in identity. We need to know who we are. We need to have boldness. You know, I, I've told the story. I prayed one time, and I, my prayer was this, Lord, I'm your child. I'm your child, and I know you love me. And I, I want a job. I want a better job. I want to go home at 5 o'clock. I'm your child. Can you boldly say that I'm a child of God? Come on, I don't have to get loud with that with, with my mama. If I go to my mama's house and, Mama, can I get something to eat? She'll make it for me. But after about two days, she can get up. You know where it's at. Fix it yourself. Cereal's on the counter. And God's saying, grow up and fix it yourself. If it's, if it's in the Word, you can believe for it. Now, where it's not in the Word, you have to believe that you find the word that will line up with what you're looking for. So at nine, 10 years old, I kind of had, man, I had this overwhelming feeling. I was, was going to be a preacher. I was going to be a pastor. And I ran from it because the church I was in, the three pastors slept with somebody and the worship pastor would come along and was flirting with everybody, if not sleeping with everybody. And I'm like, what? I don't want anything to do with that. But I was looking with the eyes, my eyes, and not what Jesus wanted for me. And then I started just seeking God. I got hungry for God. I want more of God. And I found out his word was true. And I found out that he did call people. And I found out that he did lead people. And I found out that he did want people to walk with him and talk with him. And that he would guide people. That he would take you to another level. But I had to get into his word. I had to seek him. And guess what? I found him. Yeah. 
And you can find him too. It's just not just, because that's what I used to say, well, that's for preachers, that ain't for me. They probably can do that, but I can't do that. But then I found out, wait a minute, it is for me. The word of God is true. The word of God is for me. God is with me. Now, you got to have corresponding action. Number five, faith changes lives. We read it, Ashley read it out in the uh, beginning when we had our, our, all, everybody gather around and pray, but we're going to read it in the Amplified. And I want you to look at this and hear what it says. For the gospel, which is good news, by the way, we're living in the, in the time of grace, and God has good news for us. Anything that's bad news is not God. Isn't that easy? You know, not like what Jericho said. Devil bad, God good. So if it's bad, it's the devil. I have to go back and say this from time to time because people think God sends storms. No, the earth's cursed. There's a curse in the earth. And Jesus rebuked a storm. If God sent that storm, then Jesus and God are rebuking one another. No. Oh. Jesus said, I perfectly please the Father. I do everything the Father tells me to do. And the Father said, rebuke that storm. I know the disciples were crying and praying, Lord, help us. Now, the good news. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God, right standing with God, righteousness is basically right standing with God, is revealed. That God makes people right with him. That's what the Amplified said. I just described it. I didn't even finish reading it. God makes us right. Say, I'm right with God because of the blood of Jesus. Because your goodness is not good enough. <laughs> it's filthy rags, isn't it? It's what the Bible says. But we're good because of what Jesus has done. I'm not standing up here good because of me. Shoot, my wife said, amen. <laughs> I'm good because I'm right with God because of Jesus Christ. And then it says, both springing from faith and leading to faith. Disclosed in a way that awakens more faith. Come on, it's a snowball effect. Faith gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it grows and grows. And, and somebody's playing like face like a rope, and you see that promise, and you throw that rope and start pulling it to you, and you pull it to you. And now you got it. You take that rope, and you find another promise, and you rope it like you would a calf or a horse, and you pull it to you. It's what faith is. Faith sees the promise and goes after it. I wish I had that. Ain't no wishing. It's not wishing. It's believing. And if God said you can have it, then wait a minute. Why don't I have it? Something keeping it from me. Is it my thinking? Is it my heart? Or is it the devil? Is it the lies of the devil? Bless, I mean, I've had grandparents and, and people that told me things that were lies of the devil. They didn't realize they were lies of the devil, but I'm like, that's a lie of the devil. Religious people will tell you lies of the devil. You can't have that. Don't get too excited. Once you've been saved as long as I have, you know that you just need to chill. That's why I called Tim up here. He can put a little fire on y'all. Stir y'all up a little bit. We want to be wet water walkers. If we miss it, Jesus said, come on up, come on. Oh, you little faith, that wasn't a derogatory. 
I have many of y'all ever been told that by somebody? Oh, you little faith. Well, you know what? Jesus is the only one who can say that because he could fix it. And I'll say, if you're going to tell me that, then you fix it. Ah, we don't have to put up with that. No condemnation to them are in Christ Jesus. Come on. If you slip and tumble just like the Lord said, get up. Come on, walk with me. You're good. I got you. I got you. Get up on your feet. Man of God, woman of God. Let's, let's, let's land this airplane. So, I, I love this, what it says right here in the Amplified. Bringing, uh, both springing forth from faith and leading to faith, disclosed in a way that awakens more faith, as it is written and forever remains. The just and upright shall live by faith. As I was studying this, I, you, you, everybody ever heard of Noah? It wasn't Moses that built the ark. It was Noah. I make fun sometimes. But do you know that it had never rained? What kind of faith does that take? Do you know it took him 120 years to build that ark? And I'm frustrated. We've been a year and a half on that addition because of this and that and the other and frustrating. 120 years? And everybody and their mama walk by. Are you an idiot? You're not even close to water. There's an ocean about, you know, 400 miles that way. Well, God said it's going to rain. And I believe God. You're a fool, they said. You know they did. So we don't read between the lines. We read over it. Oh, man, Noah was so strong in faith. No, he wouldn't. He's just like you. Oh, why am I going through this? Why would you ask me to build a boat? Why'd you ask me to move to Whitfield? Some of y'all saying that. Not me. Why'd you ask me to quit my job? Why'd you ask me to, to pursue this job? And look at what these people, how they treat me. Because he said, I need light and salt at that job. God sent me to a job to get a, somebody saved. And I'm looking at the money. I need money to support my family. And I'm there six months. And I lead somebody to the Lord. And they said, that's why I sent you here. And I'm like, I thought I was here for the money. Because that's why we work. But our whole life is to live by faith. Our whole life is to be a witness and a light and salt to the world. People need the Jesus that you have. So let's use our faith not only to build ourselves up, but go and be a light and salt and go and be that witness God's called us to be, to bring the joy of the Lord to people's lives, to bring the peace. If we're, we're the carriers of God, we are the carriers of God. The Bible says, know you not that you're the temple of God. And it's not up here that you're the temple, it's in here. And you carry God with you and you carry his peace, his love, his joy, his life. And he'll send you to go be light and salt somewhere. That makes you an apostle and a sent one. Huh? And then he'll say, go do the work of an evangelist. I'm not an evangelist. Yeah, but you can do the work of one. You can go alongside and help one. Pass out waters at an event. Be a greeter. Be an usher. Every one of you are a blessing to God. You have got to find your place and start using your faith. Use your faith. When you greet, use your faith. When you live and walk in this life and be faithful to his word. 
want you to bow your heads today. I want you to look at your heart. What do you see? Is Jesus there? Is he the author and finisher of your life, of your faith? If not, you can know him. He's real. You can have assurance that you know God Almighty, that you know his son Jesus, that you can be the house or the home to the Holy Spirit. If that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, would you lift your hand? Say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. I want to accept Jesus. Saints are praying. When you person gives their heart to Jesus, all of heaven rejoices. Maybe you're here today and you, you gave your heart to Jesus a long time ago, but you haven't been living for him. And man, I just need Jesus. I need Jesus fresh and new in my life. If that's you, will you lift your hand? I see your hand. Anyone else? I see your hand, your hand. Anybody else want me to pray over them? We're going to pray together. Lift your hand one more time. Anybody? I see your hands. I see all your hands now. So let's pray. Everybody pray. Father, we come today to give our lives fresh and new to you, Jesus. Reveal yourself in us in a greater way. Thank you for faith. Increase my faith to believe you more, to pray more, to stand in the gap, to speak your word, to be your representative, your ambassador in the earth for my family, for my job, our city, our county, state, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.